so much of this book is about decolonizing knowledge and finding deeper sources of knowledge. So I wonder if you could speak a little bit more to that. You know, decolonialism is such a buzzword these days. Yeah. And it can, you know, in different contexts, it's just like, oh, more, you know, people just use it as a, as a kind of a metaphor or something. <laughs> but you're really talking about, you know, rethinking knowledge production, rethinking food production. So say a little bit more about, about decolonizing knowledge. Yeah, thank you. Um, it definitely is a buzzword now. And I would, I'm happy to say that I was using the, concepts and ideas around decolonial thinking before I knew exactly what it was called. <laughs> so that was helpful. Uh, but essentially, you know, I lean on the work of Walter Mignolo, Mignolo um, and I think his work really influenced me, um, and um, Ivan Gabara, like mostly a lot of Latin American um, scholars uh, in the way I try to think about de decolonizing. And essentially, I'm arguing for this kind of recognition that the knowledge that has been produced since roughly the 1500s, so really roughly since the colonial encounter, is all wrapped up in the logics of colonialism, meaning this logics of a white male, like heteropatriarchal kind of supremacy. And so any, any knowledge that's produced and understood to be good is often presented through that lens. And so what our job is in trying to decolonize these particular kinds of sources of knowledge is to disentangle knowledge that's an accurate portrayal of, for instance, Black agriculture or agriculture in general or slavery in general versus what, um, borrowing from the work of Emily Towns, what she calls the white hegemonic ima fantastic imagination, which I mm -hmm. love because what she's basically saying is like, you know, people were projecting their ideas upon Black people, upon Indigenous people, upon women, white men, to in order to justify their particular positions and 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 you know unfortunately you know those narratives have been so persuasive those memories have been so persuasive and i think i talk about in the book one one of the young people that was working with i was trying to persuade to work in community garden um when I asked him, he kept saying no and i was like i really want you to you know do this i think you'll like it and he was like oh are you, are you trying to make me a slave and and that's one of those things where it's like man like the idea that any kind of agricultural work is akin to slavery really fits into this broader narrative that's set around what it means, what we can do as black people with respect to work and labor and the knowledge that we have or don't have. Um, and so it's really about disentangling that. It's not about saying or throwing away, you know, European knowledge as opposed to it's just not good knowledge or that there's something fundamentally wrong with it. It's recognizing that it's, it's flawed in the sense that it's missing other knowledges, right? It's only prioritizing one set of epistemologies. I'm trying to add and put it in conversation with all these other sources of knowledge as well um, to build something new, to build something different, not to go back to some kind of utopia, but to move forward in the construction of something new. And, and that for me is the essence of what decolonial thinking is.